welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. It is a special episode today, and I'll tell you why it's a special episode. We just got the announcement for the 2021 season schedule, and let me tell you guys, it is absolutely crazy the amount of tracks that they have added, the amount of shakeups that they're going to be putting on for next year. That I figured, you know what, why don't we have a full episode just talking about these tracks? What are some good things about this schedule? What are some things that are kind of disappointing about this schedule? And what things kind of make me a little bit rock hard? I know you guys don't want to hear about that stuff, but you know what? I'm pretty sure you guys feel the same way. This is one of the biggest changes in the NASCAR schedule since I think back from 1970. And there hasn't been nearly this many tracks added since like 1959 almost. I think that's what they said. And I'm just absolutely excited to tell you guys about this and give you my personal opinion. I know you guys are excited. So without further ado, let's look at the 2021 schedule for the NASCAR Cup Series. All right, so let's start off with some of the tracks that have been added onto the schedule. I think that's what most people were really excited about. So let's focus on those ones first. We'll break this schedule down one by one, but I want to focus on the big stuff first. And that is starting off with the new tracks. The first one I want to point out is the one that we kind of knew on for a while, but it's still really exciting to hear, and that is Nashville Super Speedway. Most of you guys have remembered Nashville Super Speedway from the lower series, including the trucks. The Xfinities, at the time it was the Bush Series, they put on some pretty interesting races here, and Kyle Busch looked like such a prick when he won the truck race there, and he decided to break the trophy in victory lane because it looked like a guitar. I don't think he's ever going to live that one down. But anyways, going back to Nashville, this is a really, really good option for NASCAR because, you know, they're having the award banquet here now at the end of the year. They definitely need a racetrack over here. And it's not quite like the other mile and a half. So that's what a lot of people were afraid of. It is a 1.33 mile track, so a little bit smaller. I think you can fit it right in Kansas Speed Super Speedway's racetrack. And then also it is made entirely out of concrete. So it's almost like a mile and a half and Dover had a baby together. That's Nashville Super Speedway. It's going to be an interesting race, and it's going to be held on June 20th. Well done, NASCAR, on this first add-on. Now, here's the one that everyone was probably yelling like a little schoolgirl in excitement. I know I was. I was just like, ah, yes, finally, they're added on. And that is Road America will now have a date in the Cup Series. Most of you guys know Road America for all the incredible races that have been putting on there by the Xfinity Series. They've been absolutely great. Everyone has always added this track to a fantasy schedule on how they would like to see the Cup Series look. It's always been on there, and my goodness, it is about damn time that they've thrown Road America on there. And what better date to put it than the 4th of July weekend? Now, I know Road America is located in Canada, so a little bit unpatriotic to put it on the 4th of July. But you know what? It's okay. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. You could put it in the middle of December, and I don't think people would complain about it. 
Road America is a great road course to be added on to the track. It's held a lot of history there. It's held a lot of exciting races. And there was not one person who did not want that racetrack on there. Maybe some diehard fans who say, you know, left turns should be the only thing in NASCAR. Right turns is sacrilegious. Those people are absolute nutcases because... Road America is going to be absolutely fun to watch. I can't wait for it. And what a great add-on for all the road courses that are going to be added on. Another racetrack that was added on was Circuit of the Americas. It's going to be replacing one of the Texas races. And that race will be held in May, right before the Coca-Cola 600, which is held on Memorial Day weekend. Now, looking at uh, Circuit of the Americas, absolutely a great track for them to be added on. I know Circuit of the Americas have been trying all they can to be added on to the cup schedule. And a lot of the track owners were just like... Hell no, you don't get to be on here. That is against everything we've worked for. We've tried for years, and you just want to be on there just like that? Well, you know, if Circuit of the Americas was going to be one of those great racetracks to begin with, well, yeah, we want to include it on the NASCAR schedule. Like, are you freaking kidding me? I think the only bad thing about Circuit of the Americas, if I could even think of one, is that IndyCar and Formula One kind of go on and off with this track. Like, they like it one year, and they really don't like it the next year. I just hope it's not a boring road course race i still think it's going to be absolutely exciting especially for the first year and they've done tests on here so they definitely had an interest in it and i mean circuit of the americas what a great other add-on and especially that they eliminated a texas motor speedway race for that yes i'm so sick and tired of these cookie cutter mile and a half texas motor speedway was one of those perfect examples of that and I'm just so happy that um, it only has one race now. It's going to be still held in the playoffs, but you know what? It's way better than going there twice. Now for the All-Star Race. The All-Star Race is not going to be held before the Coca-Cola 600. That's going to, obviously, Circuit of the Americas. It is now getting moved on over to June 13th, and it's going to be held at Texas Motor Speedway. So this is one of the downers of the race schedule. I mean, I don't think anyone was really hoping that Texas would get the All-Star Race. The All-Star Race is not the most exciting race in the world. I mean, it is cool to watch. There are a lot of fun rules that they put on there and all that good stuff. But, you know, after seeing the Bristol All-Star Race and then having holding it at Charlotte for so long because Charlotte was a great center for it. I, I don't know why they decided to move it to Texas. Maybe that was the way that they could get another road course on there. I don't know, but I don't really think this one's going to be an exciting race. Yeah, they they have the big-ass TV, but um, that's about it at Texas. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But that was kind of one of those more bummer of events that I saw that got added on. So it is what it is uh, as far as that one goes. Sunday, August 15th, we have the Indianapolis Motor Speedway race. It is getting moved away from the 4th of July. But instead of the Oval, they are now going to the road course. I mean, everyone saw this one coming. This was no surprise in any sense because let's be honest here the oval has been an absolute uh shit show for the last um 12 years almost it's been it's, it hasn't really been a good race hardly at all ever since they started the car tomorrow and then they had that horrible incident with the goodyear tire ever since then i can't remember a phenomenal race that was held at the brickyard 400 and when we saw the Xfinity Series race here um, earlier in the year, and it was a really, really good race. Granted, we had some good road course ringers that were up there, but at the same time, it was really, really a great, fun event to watch. Now, what my only fear is with this racetrack is, let's say we have someone like Chase Elliott who absolutely dominates, and then you have Martin Trex Jr. about eight seconds back. That's like my only fear, kind of almost similar to the Daytona road course. But at the same time, that race was still really fun to watch. So Indianapolis Motor Speedway... 
this is kind of the make or break for this racetrack as far as them keeping NASCAR fans. I say this is a good direction because the Oval has obviously failed in the last few years. Yes, it is a big change from all the way going back to 1994. But you know what? This race needs a change. And by all means, let's put this race on here because the road courses are definitely grabbing a lot of fans. And I think this is going to be a good way to bring fans that are interested in Indianapolis Motor Speedway back to the racetrack. And now one that I'm absolutely excited for. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. It is an event that we haven't seen in the Cup Series for over 50 years. I'm talking about a dirt race. These crazy bastards went on and did it. Bristol Motor Speedway, the spring race, is now going to be a dirt racetrack in the spring for the Cup Series. I can't, this one absolutely shocked me. Like, who thought that this was going to happen? The last time the, any of these NASCAR Cup drivers really did anything close to this, it was the prelude to the Dream Race. Remember that little charity event that they used to do in the later 2000s? That was honestly really fun to watch, but it really didn't stay too long, which I understand it was also pay-per-view, so NASCAR was just trying to find a way to just screw me over with me monies, even though I was like, what was I, like 10 or 11 years old? So they were trying to screw over Mechanical Manny's money, basically. But you know what? It was still really fun to watch, and I'm really interested on how they're going to do this. It's not going to be a 500-mile dirt race. That would be an absolute wreck fest but i think it's going to be something kind of like similar to the eldora race that they do for the truck series now the the only fear about this race is it's going to be hella cool next year i'm super excited for next year everyone's going to be but as the years go by it's going to be kind of like the truck series race where not many too many people care i don't know if that will happen to the same thing with the bristol race but at the same time like who really cares i mean we're gonna see some stuff that we have never seen in the cup series for so long and I'm absolutely excited for this race. Will it be a wreck fest? It might be. I mean, most of these guys are on the pavement. And if Kyle Larson gets a ride back, you bet your ass he's going to be the favorite to win the race. And he'll more than likely win it. But at the same time, it's almost like, man, we've been waiting for something like this for so long for them to do something. Maybe an all-star race or something, but not a scheduled points race. No one ever really thought of that. So... Bristol's going to have the dirt race in the spring. I'm absolutely looking forward to that, and I know quite a few people are. I mean, it's definitely one of those things out of left field that nobody saw coming. So, by all means, good job, NASCAR, for keeping us on top of our toes. Because I bet at the beginning of the year, nobody was putting money on that. Also, another thing that was announced earlier in the year, I mean... Most people do know this one, and that is the Daytona Clash race is going to be held on the road course. Basically, Chase Elliott's going to win the Clash. Moving on with that one. I, I don't really know what else really to say about that. I would like this race to be a points race uh, for Daytona to have a road course race because that race was really fun to watch. As far as a Clash race, I mean, seeing 18 cars on the racetrack uh, at that three-mile racetrack, I, I don't think that's one's going to be too exciting, but you know, give them credit where credit is due. That was one of their first changes for the 2021 schedule. At least they tried somewhere at earlier in the beginning of the year. So well done on that one. Homestead Miami Speedway is now going to be moved on to the second race of the season. They were going to hold it in March, which a lot of people were kind of baffled by that one because why the hell would you do that with the other races that were going on there in the other series? I think the 12 hours of Sabring was going on around that time and there was another race going on in Florida as well. So it made no sense at all why would they would do that. It was like, yeah, you may want to get all the race fans, but you're not going to. You're competing against the biggest races in the world and who the hell's going to go to the Homestead Miami Speedway 400 race. 
Not a crown jewel or anything, but it's there against the 12 Hours of Sabrine, which is one of the biggest races in motorsports. I, I don't know why they decided to do that, but this one makes a lot more sense. Right after the Daytona 500, I mean, might as well grab the fans that were going to go to the Daytona 500. Try to get them to stay an extra week. This would be a great race um, for them to do like a doubleheader. Like, hey, here you go. You're going to see the Daytona race this week, and then you can go down to Miami and see the Homestead race. And it's also really warm down there. I mean, the thing about February races is a lot of those racetracks are as cold as tits. Miami does not believe in the cold. It's going to be nice and warm over there. So this is a good spot to put Miami. I really like this one. If they're not going to make it the championship race, then by all means, put it close with the other Florida race. This is a good idea. Two racetracks that got added an extra race to the schedule is Darlington and Atlanta Motor Speedway. I think this is honestly a good idea just for the simple fact of just how much nostalgia is at those two racetracks. Because Darlington and Atlanta are such important racetracks to NASCAR because, I mean, Atlanta used to be the show-ending race of the entire season, all the way back until about 2000 when uh, Homestead Miami Speedway started to become the finale race. And then Darlington has been there since the beginning, and as time went by, we started to eliminate races from these racetracks. Darlington almost got eliminated altogether, but thank goodness it got saved, and we've had some incredible races then. And I really feel like Darlington deserves to have that extra race added on because look at the three races that they had there. They've been absolutely great to watch. I've enjoyed them really well. And then also just remember, they're going to have two packages down there. And one is going to be the low downforce package that they've had at the short tracks such as Bristol, Martinsville, who have provided great races. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Atlanta, I'm a little worried. They do have that one race in the summer, which is going to be hot as tits. I'm going to have tits sweat if I were to go to that race, and so is everyone else. So that's going to be a little bit worrisome. Hopefully it's a night race. It would make more sense, but we shall find out on that one. And let's just pray that the races are a lot more exciting at Atlanta because, good God, the last Atlanta race was atrocious to watch. We just saw Kevin Harvick dominate the entire race. No passing at all. It was a snooze fest. It absolutely sucked. I'm pretty sure on some ratings out there, they have that rated as the worst race of the year. Now, this has been a lot of ups, though. I don't want that negativity right there at the end uh, to really affect the schedule because this has been really, really great. I, I give this schedule change an absolute A+. This was absolutely what they needed. Not to say there are a few downers when it comes to the current races that are on the schedule because there's some that they kind of missed and also some things that I wish they would have changed but they really didn't. And for starters, let's start off with the tracks that lost dates. Um, one being Kentucky and one being Chicago Chicagoland. Kentucky, I could give two shits about that track. That track really didn't provide any good races. It was the same as all the other tracks. Good riddance to Kentucky. I just hope it doesn't close down. Chicagoland was actually not a bad racetrack, but I understand why. We don't want any more of the cookie-cutter mile-and-a-half tracks. They just don't need to be on the schedule that many times in the year. But it looks like Chicagoland may actually be demolished after this because it looks like some of that stuff is going to be for sale after this season. I know that it's very valuable property. So that's going to be a bit of a bummer if we were to lose Chicagoland Speedway for that reason. And hopefully that's not the case. Maybe it will come back next year. Maybe some track like Kansas will lose one of its dates to put Chicagoland back. But in this time, it does not look good for that racetrack. 
And then Iowa Speedway as well as Worldwide Technology Raceway were not added to the schedule, and I could have swore that those tracks were going to be added on. Iowa, I understand. The whole COVID situation really didn't work well for them, and they were left abandoned by both IndyCar and all those guys, and now it looks like after this year they're going to be for sale. That track I absolutely wanted on the cup schedule. I've been to that racetrack. I live on the West Coast, and I still went to that racetrack when they had the first ever IndyCar race, and I remember that track being absolutely fun to watch and we have some great memories from that racetrack including Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Carl Edwards in that crazy finish where Ricky Stenhouse blew up right there on the start finish line and he just barely crossed by because Carl Edwards rammed him in the back end but other than that it's just like to see this track disappear it was kind of a bummer it was just almost like it wasn't a matter of if it was when and now we're not even going to get that when when it comes to Iowa and then uh, Worldwide Technology it's just a different racetrack it would have been really cool to see them Maybe next year, when I say next year, I mean 2022 when they have the new Gen 7 car. But for now, they're not added on to the schedule. Bit of a bummer there. Also, another down that I see here is the playoffs is staying the same. Now, I know why they didn't change it. We're not done with the playoffs yet. And it's really kind of stupid to change everything when we don't know how well it's going to be. Maybe Phoenix is going to be a great championship race. Maybe Martinsville being the last race um, for the round of eight is going to be phenomenal. Maybe Charlotte Roval is going to be action-packed. We don't know yet. And obviously, those tracks are going to be great, but we still don't know. I just wish that it was changed up just a little bit because it looked like they were just like, oh, this whole schedule is going to be crazy different. You guys can't believe the changes, but we're going to leave the playoffs the same and, the pl- and nothing's going to change from the playoffs at all. And I know how some people feel about the playoffs and me personally, I think they're great in a sense, but at the same time, I really hate that the championship is just held off at one race. Whoever does best at that one particular racetrack is announced the champion for the whole year. I understand why they do it, but I really feel like the final four races should determine it maybe and all of them kind of being a little bit separated in one way, one being a short track, one being a mile and a half, one being a road course, and then the final one being a unique track that they don't see hardly at all. Phoenix Raceway may be a good example or some other racetrack. I don't know. That's just my idea. But, you know, just seeing it stay the same is kind of just almost like an, oh, okay then. But we'll see how it works. Maybe these final five races in the schedule is going to be absolutely phenomenal. We'll we'll have to wait and see on that. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was the plan for next year. So it looks like for the Crown Jewel events as well as new facilities or new configurations, there will be practice and qualifying sessions are expected to be held at all those racetracks as well as a championship race at Phoenix. The only problem is it doesn't sound like any of the other racetracks are going to be getting that. It's going to be one-day shows. I don't know if I really like this idea because let's be honest. Let's look at this from a NASCAR fan's perspective. When you are going to one of these races, and I mean not all of us are close to a crown jewel. The nearest crown jewel that I'm close to is Indianapolis, which is still a two-day drive for me. If I'm going to Sonoma, Auto Club Speedway, Las Vegas, Phoenix, one of those tracks – Well, not Phoenix. They're going to actually have that practice and qualifying session. But those other tracks, 
I would want a weekend show, not just go there for one day, watch a race, and then head on out. I want to. I I don't mind seeing the qualifying in practice. Maybe just put it as a two day show instead of a three day show. Just put it like right there, maybe near the end or something. I don't know. It's just one of those things. Or just make it from the very beginning to the very end of the whole entire day. Maybe that's an idea. But just to see it just be a race there, it's a little bit lackluster because at the same time, there's a lot of cool events that are going on around the racetrack. And maybe if I'm going to Las Vegas, I want to explore the strip, but I can watch the race at nighttime and then explore the strip in the morning, whatever that may be. And we kind of don't really get that feeling anymore when it's just one race. It feels like it's no longer a weekend thing. It's just a one-day event. And I don't know how fans are going to feel about that. Maybe it will be better. Maybe not. But for me, being old-fashioned like that, because I've been to it as a kid, I love the weekend uh, events because it's been absolutely exciting every single time I went to it because I remember, oh, Saturday, I get to see him practice. Give me more of a chance to meet the drivers. Oh, man, there's also the lower series races. Now, most of these tracks will have the lower series. But you know what I mean? If that makes sense, you, you, you kind of want the weekend setup and not just the one day. We'll see how it works. Now, before we go off, I'm just trying to think of this on another perspective. Like, what is this going to do for the sport with all these changes? How is this going to affect the sport in a positive or negative way? I think the biggest positive out of this is, one, we're going to get actually a change. If we get one boring race, we can look forward to another one. Like, let's say, oh, man, Richmond was a horrible race. But, hey, we got Talladega here soon. Oh, man, the Dover race was just terrible. What's next week? Oh, Circuit of the Americas. We've never seen that before. We're always just going to be excited looking at the next race, looking at the next race. And that is absolutely what you want from NASCAR uh, or any kind of racing in that matter, that you're going to get a mix-up. You're just like, man, maybe that race wasn't so great, but the next race is completely different. It's going to be better. And I think we really need that, especially with newer fans and also the diehard fans or the casual fans. Maybe not Maybe not the ones that just tune in. Maybe they watch a couple races here and there. This may glue them a lot longer. So that's one thing I'm a little excited about. And also the smaller teams. Now you've put six road courses on here. Maybe uh, Chase Elliott could win all six of them. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, but he's been really good at road courses. But this opens the opportunity for some of those smaller teams who may have road course ringers. Road course ringers are actually very important to a full season now. Let's say you have someone like A.J. Allmendinger or Austin Sinrick moves up. They are so good at those road courses. They get one victory. They're in the playoffs. And then if they can win the Charlotte Roval, they can advance on to the round of eight. I wish there was another road course in the playoffs, but obviously we haven't seen it fold out like I talked about earlier. So they're not going to change it yet. But let's look at it that way. A team could make it in if they kick ass at road courses now. And here in a little bit, we might see someone who starts doing really good only on short tracks. Now they get to advance onto the playoffs as they get one victory. This dirt race, let's say Kyle Larson somehow returns back, but with a mediocre team that is only going to get him best 25th in points, he could get that win at the dirt race and then move on to the playoffs. Now you get a variety of these other drivers getting ready to compete now. And that is something that really excites me. Now, the only fear with this schedule, the only fear is the fact that we may, since they're going to be one-year contracts, we don't know which tracks are going to survive. What I'm afraid is some tracks may have one bad race and then they're done. I don't think that's going to happen, but now it's very competitive for these tracks to perform fan-wise. So what worries me is like, let's say a track that's really close to me just has an absolute bummer of a race and then bam, we can't go to that race anymore because another track could have potentially done better. That's my only fear with this schedule. But overall, this has been really good. I'm really excited for the 2021 schedule, and I hope you guys are as well. And wow, we went past 22 minutes. 
I guess that's a good episode. So thank you guys for joining on to this special episode. Let me know how you guys feel about this schedule because I'm absolutely excited. And lastly, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>